This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Sex Talk on cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this is Uncensored. This is about nude bodies, nude women. We're doing lots of that lately. And nude healing and sexual healing and release and getting in touch with your body and... Helping heal body image and all sorts of wonderful things. So with us in the studio, Kerry Weaven from Indioga. Hi, how are you? Good and you, Kerry. Thanks Good. for being with us. We've known each other a long time. Very. And on my Facebook memory thing, a really cool picture came up from the talk that we did about this last year. I saw that too. And it was really cool. It was a beautiful, beautiful picture. So we need to find another one. Mm. <laughs> Which we will do And um, that is really cool What was the picture of just both of you? So, no, no, it's neither of us oh. It's a beautiful yoga posture Oh, cool it's Naked n- Yeah Oh, cool, even a, better <laughs> It's a beautiful, beautiful image Awesome So um, we will find another one to put up Very cool um, <clears throat> You did this last year for the first time in Joburg We nude women's yoga class Yes I was asked by a friend You're not going to become that girl, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, we're that, we're that, those people. Good for you. Because <clears throat> you know what? Those people have all the fun. <laughs> yes. And they do the most exciting things. Mm. So that's really, really cool. So we're going to talk first to somebody who was at this event last year. Yes. And we'd like to hear what she, what her reaction to it was. So we're going to wait for Sarah. So she was participating in the event. Yeah. Yeah. And, and survived. Hello. Sarah, hi, it's John T. Searle here from Cliff Central Sex Talk. How are Hello. you? <coughs> Sarah, can you hear me? Okay, Sarah is going to join us. I think maybe it's the speaker, maybe it's not on volume. We let's are calling Sarah and we can hear her, but she can't hear us. So let's try that one again. Hello, Sarah speaking. Hi, Sarah, can you hear us now? No. Hello, hello. Got a really bad connection. <clears throat> no, we can't hear Sarah. Okay. So, <clears throat> where did the idea for the event come, come from? Well, this year, I wasn't going to do it. And then um, one of my yoga students booked and paid for last year's event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw it come through my bank account. I was like, excuse me, what are you paying for? She says, for the Women's Day event. I was like, I haven't scheduled any. <laughs> it was last year's event. So, I thought, well, just hold that space. Maybe we'll schedule it again. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you have to actually help people yeah. to see there is an event like that. Sarah speaking. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Can you hear us now? Hello. Okay. So something is happening there. Okay. Where did the idea for the first event come from? Um, I was 
at home alone and did yoga naked. I just probably showered or something. And, um, yeah, it, it was awful. <laughs> really? Why was it awful? Because at the time, you know, I did poses and things bunched up. And uh, you could see like, your body. I could see my body. We're all so afraid of looking at our body, eh? Mm-hmm. We don't want to see that tummy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. That's, it's beautiful to see that. Um, yeah, well, that, the process happened. I started off and I, I immediately went into self-judgment and I hmm. think programmed or learned response to my nakedness. And then after a while, I sort of got into a yogic space mm-hmm. and... My attitude towards my body changed and it took a bit of work. Like I had to interrupt thoughts and change them to thoughts of, um, you're beautiful. Mm. <laughs> Those, um, bulges and blotches are beautiful. And, um, mm. by the end, I didn't actually care that much about how my body looked. I got into yoga. And so when it finished and I was in Shavasana, I thought that's okay. My body so it was reversible. So it was so more yeah. about the feelings than the thoughts. Yeah. That's fascinating because for me, especially in the work that I do, the truth is in the feelings, not in the thoughts. Mm. Yeah. And that makes such a big difference because the thoughts are the programming, the conditioning, the patterning that we get so much from the media of what your body should look like, mm-hmm. um, of how it should be yeah. as opposed to what it is. And I actually this morning, it was a really big thing in my head. I was thinking, we're okay It doesn't mean that there are things we don't need to heal. It doesn't mean that there are things we don't need to change and release. But essentially, as human beings, we're okay. And we have been convinced that we are not. Oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of yoga is about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just coming back to essence of the ability of your body to move and Mm. to do amazing things. And when we get out of our heads, actually, our bodies can do way more amazing things. And so even in yoga with clothes on, it's a process of trusting again, trusting the body, trusting um, movement, trusting flow and having the courage to go there, even though the mind might mm. be saying stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really the essence of it is being within yourself and being okay with yourself. And you are okay. Yeah. And you're beautiful if you allow yourself to see that. And so... You're doing this again because it had big impact. How was it for you as a teacher to teach a class of nude yoga? Um, well, we started off with it being optional. So mm-hmm. one lady arrived and got nude straight away and put a sarong on. So that sort of, I think, elevated the vibe. And then um, others stayed with their clothes and they battled the whole way through about whether they should or shouldn't put yeah. clothes on or take clothes yeah, off. Yeah, we're thinking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, they were thinking about it the whole way. And... Um, Basically, for me, by halfway through, most of everyone was pretty much almost naked. Mm-hmm. I think one or two had knickers still on. And I just looked around and there were just different bodies. Like we all had different stories reflecting in our bodies. And the experience of teaching yoga naked was just powerful. The energy in the room was amplified, obviously, with the intensity of the emotion mm. of doing something so scary. That also amplified the energy. Mm. Mm. And it was just profound. One lady commented, this is one way, Kerry, for you to keep yoga students for life. (laughs) Absolutely. Get them naked and see them naked. Um, But it was truly a mind-blowing experience. So it really changed your perception of you as a yoga teacher? Eh, Not so much. No. (laughs) It it was just a different aspect that you you haven't gone there yet. And that was... 
a way to make to know another side of you or another side of teaching, which yeah, is another element. Well, I think what happens, you know, as a teacher, you're a channel for energy to some degree, and I found that being naked myself, I could, I was more open. Mm. Nothing to hide. Yeah, you're teaching. Nothing to hide. Yeah. So there was more came through you. More came through. There was a much bigger vibration or pulse in my own body, mm. and I'm pretty sure in everyone else's because there was no. A barrier. It was just okay. like sea amoeba. And okay. you know what? Technicals. I, I think people connect way. nudity to sexuality immediately. And it's so, I don't know, liberating to see that you can get naked with other people. They're not going to, or judgment, you know, women judge each other. So not necessarily you're going to be immediately judged or you're going to be immediately, you know, all of a sudden a huge secret is going to come out. You're just naked. And yeah, it might, you're going to be uncomfortable maybe, or you're going to be very happy, but it's yours. Yeah. It, it brings the spotlight back to you. Yes. I dialogued that a bit, which I surprised myself about, which was, um, no one's looking at you because yeah. I could feel that there was this, well, what if someone judges how I look? Mm. And, um, and then it was really just a personal experience. And the feedback afterwards generally was that, um, in fact, women were exultant who did it. They were just like completely um, excited at having embraced the side of themselves that they hadn't embraced before. Mm. So I think it's incredibly healing just to be with yourself and, yeah, in a mm. loving, intimate kind of way without it being about how someone else is perceiving mm. Was it more for, for the women who were there? Was it more about a group experience or an individual experience? Well, it, it was very individual to start, um, but by the end it was both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by the end there was a thread that bound all of us and mm -hmm. there was a community feeling and a communion feeling between everybody. That's amazing because so much, more and more I'm seeing, seeing that so much of healing and growth is about connection. So when we can connect, when we can connect in a space of deeper vulnerability, um, so much, so much more depth happens. Mm. Yeah, because it's when we're vulnerable that we mm. push people away mostly. That's our yeah. programming. Like, don't dare. Yeah. Seem yeah. vulnerable. And also, but, if there's a there's a, an agreement between all of us, then it's real. Because I'm reflecting you, you're reflecting me. We are in this position together. We are giving each other proof that this is actually okay. So as long as it's in my head, or I practice yoga alone, I think how weird I am, you know, I'm, uh, you know, na na yoga naked. And then I get together with a bunch of 10 or 20 women and I'm like, okay, we all agree. It's, it's kind of a, a secret agreement that we're fine with it. And that's something very, very interesting because from what Jonti's saying, there's so much that is happening inside we're afraid to even verbalize. Once it gets exposed, once it happens in life and you have some kind of company to share it with, all of a sudden things change up here in the box. You're not that scared anymore. Also things open up in your heart. I think it's super important not to go only alone through it because you think you're so isolated, which you actually can be together. Um, was this more of a body experience or more of a heart and spirit experience? I think it started off for some as a body experience and, you know, that was the grapple with whether they should get naked or not and mm. how much they'd be prepared Hi, to. Hi, Sarah speaking. Sarah, can you hear us now? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I think she has a real stage fright. <laughs> Maybe she wants to just be yeah, here with us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it started off as a body experience mm. where a lot of, of, well, a few of the women were grappling more with whether or not to take clothes off. Um, yeah. and, and then eventually, by, by the end, it was undoubtedly just an amazing um, mm. heart experience. And I saw a couple of the women uh, the, a day or two later in class with clothes on, and it was kind of a weird experience because I felt an intimate connection to, there were two specifically that came for general yoga class, mm. but with their clothes on, there was a new barrier that had arisen. And that for me was like a double take. I was like, whoa, how come I'm not connecting with them the way I did two days ago mm. at this event? Wow. And it, yeah, maybe we should go back to all running around in life naked. That's for well, sure. I'm there. That's there. Um, <laughs> just because it it's beautiful. Much it's better. free. Um, and there's an interesting thing. So if you spend time with nude people, you generally have very interesting discussions that are much deeper and much more honest and much more real because you're kind of out of the labels, you're out of the titles, you're out of the desks, um, and it's just one human being sitting with another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely that. Feeling. And the level of relationship is much easier. So I hope that joining us now on Skype is... Roz. Hi. Hi, Roz. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Roz, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Now we can. Fantastic. So, Roz, you're going to be part of this nude women's yoga day event. I am. I am. And Very what, excited to be. Yeah. What are you doing there, Roz? I'm going to participate in the naked yoga for the first time. Yes. How do you uh, feel about that? Sorry? How do I feel about that? Yes. I'm excited. Okay. Last year when Kerry offered the offering, I was exceptionally proud of her because mm -hmm. I thought she was very brave. Um, I just wasn't ready in my skin to explore that. Okay. But this year, um, yeah, there's been some changes in attitude within me that um, have brought me to this place where I'm ready to explore. And what I'm going to offer at the event is a healing modality called CRE. Um, when you break it down, it's tensional trauma release experience. But that's quite a clinical sort of breakdown. For me, the exploration of that has been very essential and healing. And it's that process that's brought me to this place of wanting to explore naked yoga. Okay. So tell us a little bit about um, TRE. It's a really powerful healing modality. It is. It's um, neurogenic tremors through the body. So we. Right, you've got to put that in very simple terms for, <laughs> for me. <laughs> so when you're in a car accident and your body starts to shake, we reinitiate that within the body so that the body can continue and finish the story. Okay. Because often when you're in a traumatic incident, you're, um, you are either medicated out of the natural rhythm of your body shaking to complete that traumatic event through the body. And when that happens, the body locks into that situation. You're stuck there energetically. Mm. And that becomes part of the story that our body holds. Yeah, that's really the principle of a lot of the healing work that I do is we just get locked into these neural pathways. And then that's we right. add kind of negative emotional patterns to that and they become incredibly stiff and rigid in our bodies, in mm. our emotions, in our minds. 
That's right, yes. And so what TRE does is it helps us to free that. And that's through, through movement, through tremoring, through shaking. Yes. What, what um, the traditional TRE process does is um, seven exercises to initiate the process. But I found um, doing TRE after my yoga practice has been a lot more effective because I am more in my body. So I'm able to get out of my head and explore more sensual sensations mm. and connect to what the body is trying to tell me. Okay. So it's not necessarily very massive or very strong shaking. It might be different volumes, different intensities. Exactly. It's different every time you, you lie down to do a TRE session mm. because state of being is completely different every second of the day. We're no longer in the same state of being we were 30 seconds ago. That's yeah. what so, Jonty says. <laughs> so we're constantly evolving by everything we're exploring and experiencing, and that's the same as TRE. Depending on the day that you've had, depending on what the subconscious mind wants to help you to look at, it will help you to um, shake either vigorously or very deeply, like a little vibration at the bones. Mm. It kind of brings up some really interesting thoughts for me in terms of some of the very specific sexual healing that I do, of okay. how to start looking at at integrating some of this work. So talk a little bit, Rose, about sexual healing in TRE. Well, I can really just speak from my experience and yeah. um, of my sexual healing. Uh, my healing. Um, coming from a past of childbirth and sort of exploiting myself sexually as a teenager, there was a lot of lockdown and contraction in my pelvis. Mm. And TRE has helped to move that. It's um, helped me to reconnect to the sensuality of my pelvis. My pelvis feels lighter. It feels like it communicates with me now. And it has taken my relations um, in terms of um, sexuality with my partner, my husband, to a different place. Um, <laughs> he says, in the last couple of years, um, it's, it's almost like I was a dead doll compared to now. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Really enough, and I explore more confidently because I'm not in my head. I'm not trying to control. I'm feeling more for sensual, for mm. desire, for what is pleasing me, and that's something I didn't feel confident about um, going into or asking for. Yeah. I love the the fact that there are certain principles that run through all healing, that run through all growth. Um, and they're just expressed differently, different modalities. But the mm-hmm. principles are so much the same. And when we get that, it becomes such a beautiful journey of understanding that different modalities are going to serve us at different times in different ways. Um, and that there's a place in this, in the spectrum of healing for everybody. Absolutely. That's why there's so many different yoga teachers as well, because mm. this is not going to resonate with, with a particular teacher, but they will find the yoga teacher that will resonate with. Yeah, and we change and we grow, so different different aspects of yoga grab us at different times as well. Absolutely, and you'll, you'll transition from one healing modality to the other. It took me many healing modalities to find TRE, and TRE mm. has it's really shifted how my brain is in my head. It used to be very contracted through fear. Mm. Because, you know, living in a traumatic world, a traumatic environment, a traumatic body, and um, my brain has woken up. I see things differently. Because the contractions hold us in our body, and that's what any stress or trauma does. It's simply a contraction. Hmm. 
And, and then we numb, we numb out on those areas. And women are so, we're so disassociated from our pelvis because it doesn't feel like a great place to be. Yeah. Anything from a cesarean section to unwanted sex, you know, anything can make us want to disconnect from bamboos and trees are feeling there. And it's, it's the most essential place within us, and it's our gut instinct. We need to really um, connect there so we can live from that place and trust. That's where our trust comes from. Hmm. I had an interesting thought about that the other day. It was with a, a client who, when she has sex, has a very, very quick orgasm. And then sex for her is over. And over the years, I've come across quite a lot of women who have, they come very quickly, and then the sex is done. And I realized for some women, it's actually become a defense mechanism, that they don't really enjoy the sex so much. So once I've had this quick orgasm, I've bought into the program. He makes me come, so he feels like really good. And then we're done. What do all of you women here think <laughs> about that idea? So I have I have searched and I've because of you thanks to you Jonti I've 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 researched that because I also know I have different kind of orgasms and I if I'm getting more first of all I change completely my concept what 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 make what what is making love because expecting you're going to be horny and to have sex is one thing and to make love and to explore the art of making love is something completely different and it's not going to start from me being turned on come honey let's do it and if it's from a different perspective and a different place in my heart um, then the quick orgasm that I used to experience in the past used to actually say game over and then there was so much safe there was safety because um everybody's happy but also i don't need to know more and i used to not like my body so much and i used to not go into my body so much and for me it was it was it was a triumph it was a very shallow triumph um that i've discovered that if i take this orgasm away there's a huge galaxy of galaxies of endless galaxies that opens up because I'm not shutting that door. So even if I didn't do it consciously, mm. specifically with that quick orgasm, I knew it intuitively. Mm. Carrie, what do you think? I'm listening to you and thinking I agree. Mm. I hadn't ever thought about it before. Mm. I'd never thought about it in that way until <laughs> last week. Roz, what do you think about that idea? Well, it's, it's great because we're stuck in our heads and we're we're locked down to getting the task done, aren't mm. we? Yeah. And it's safer. Yeah, and it's a big that. thing. You know, we've yeah. changed in, in September, we're teaching a retreat in Mozambique. We've changed the whole thing to Taoist sexual energy massage. And one of the biggest things about this massage is it's about keeping your sexual energy in the body. It's not having an orgasm. So it's building it and keeping it there for healing, for meditation, for creativity, for intimacy, but not allowing it to be released and explode like that. It's a very different concept and it becomes one of the most powerful and peak experiences that we can have. Ross, would that be sort of like um, doing yoga with a yoni egg? Would that bring similar sensations? To the pelvis, definitely. Um, because the yoni egg is trying to encourage you to relax the control. Roz, let's go back a step because <laughs> there are a lot of people listening who don't know what a yoni egg is. Is well, the yoni egg I've only just recently been introduced to. Yes, but it's very much from a child's background, yeah. where it's a crystal egg, and you insert the crystal egg into your vagina, and you can either sit quietly and allow the body to do its natural healing, or you can go 
E. And what it does is it almost brings you to that, that sense of gravity that your pelvis holds. holds. So it creates this constant awareness at the same yes. time. Yes. Yeah, and so it's very hard to leave your body in your yoga practice hmm. when you have that focal point, you know? Yeah. So are you going to be using yoni eggs during this class? We are going to bring some yoni eggs, and the ladies are, are welcome to purchase a yoni egg and, um, and explore. So this is a really expansive experience. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. It really is. It's We're recurring. breaking all limitations. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Mm. It really is. You know, last week we did something that went beyond everything, where we did a live squirting orgasm in the studio. It was intensely emotional. It was an experience of incredible energy. And we've had since then emails and phone calls and messages from people around the world. And I really thank you for that because they've all been touching. It's been incredibly beautiful to be able to share that. And for you to be doing this in this platform is really amazing. And I, I really commend you because I'm sure a lot of the yoga community is uh, closing ranks because this is not how it's done. I'm that girl. You are. Be <laughs> that girl because I keep telling you we're the ones that have more fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, I was thinking the other day about feminism and how the whole movement of feminism took women into their own intellectual power. Mm. And they became intellectual equals to men in inverted yeah, commas. That's so profound. But women haven't taken their sexual power no. yet. And no. so the feminism is only like, the, the, the movement is only halfway there. Yeah. But so beautifully put. It started something and definitely it needs to be a sexual revolution that needs to continue for men and women. Because our sexuality is so bound up in, in masculine fear stops women experiencing the fullness of their sexuality. And so often, mm. sexual journeys of healing and growth are initiated by women, yeah. not by men. And that's where the real power lies, very mm. much in that goddess energy and the beautiful power of that femininity. So, interesting thing, Rose, you use the term sensuality quite a lot. What does that mean for you? It's a deep connection to desire. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the feeling of whatever sensation comes up within your pelvis. Hmm. Then it lifts you right from your root, right through your belly, into your power center, into your heart, into your throat. And it's an amazing connection. That's what sensuality is for me. Hmm. It's a good movement of sensation right from the, the pelvis. Do you see it as, as being very much um, an element of connection to your heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the, from what I understand, the, the lips of the vagina are the reflexology points for the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And do you so, know mm -hmm. that there's a whole field of, of sexual reflexology? Yes, that that's right. Inside that's the yoni right. and on the lingam are points that, that correspond to different organs and energy centers and during sex, you're actually stimulating and aligning those. Yes, but how can you have sex if your heart is not open? Yeah. Hmm. So, so the Taoists, because the Taoist belief about sex is that it's a force for health and longevity, mm -hmm. not just for pleasure. There's more than that. So there are a whole lot of sexual practices that work with kind of different depth of strokes for men and women that actually stimulate um, these organs, and in certain ways, they can be incredibly healing on its own. So, mm -hmm. a sexual practice can be an experience of deep healing. And that's a very beautiful and emotional thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, hopefully we'll bring the women in this experience on Women's Day to a, which is almost sold out already, and we've hardly done Fantastic. any advertising. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which, um, just to connect to, to their root and if they use yoni egg or not, but to create that awareness. And this is why also we're doing the yoni drawing. Yoni drawing? Yeah. So of your, yourself. Tell, tell us about, about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be at the end when everyone has hopefully like gotten out of their heads. Um, charcoal, which is nice and messy and mm -hmm. a big piece of paper and a photo of yourself. Um, which we are advising women to bring with them. So a photo of their yonis. Of their yoni, yeah. Okay. Um, to to then sit and draw, because and what what started this for me was a thing on Facebook where women were asked if they knew how they looked down there, mm -hmm. and the shame around that, and the actual um, disconnect from that area, and so someone did a an exercise where women came and lay down and had yeah. a big mirror and they looked at themselves and they were all shocked. Like they hadn't seen themselves there ever. <laughs> and um, a process of getting out of shame and into self-acceptance. And so I thought, well, we're not going to do mirrors and one-on-one. -on -one. How can we do this as a group? And so everyone is going to have an opportunity just to sit with their A4 paper and messy charcoal and touch themselves <laughs> without touching themselves. Mm -hmm. Um to find that self-acceptance and, and in a way have a sensual experience of themselves without mm. it being sexual and without it being too personal in a way. Because looking at a photo, you can be a little bit removed and to start a process hopefully for them that they can take home and, and grow into something exciting. So why – I have to ask this and play a little bit of devil's advocate for a moment. Mm -hmm. Why don't you want to go deeper into it? Like <laughs> why don't you want to – what is to go really deeper, Janti? To really look at themselves with mirrors and then to express that. I'm just curious as to... That's mm -hmm. a good question. To why? Um, maybe next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, last year, people asked, why naked yoga? And, <laughs> so now, the and now they've pushing. jumped in. Yeah. So um, we'll start here. Hmm. Um, and maybe next year, do something else. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating process and it's something that I work with with almost every woman who comes to do a healing journey as part of connecting with their yoni and mm. part of that's in a very visual way because for most women the greatest fear about their yonis is appearance, mm. the way that it looks and porn has conditioned us into the way that it should look which has created some horrendous things like a lot of um, labioplasty and, and, and uh, mm. vaginal surgery to make the yonis look a certain way and in this process, an enormous amount of women have lost an incredible amount of sexual sensation and feeling. Um, yeah. So you're beautiful. Whatever it is that you look like, you're beautiful. Yeah, well, this is and hopefully what we're going to remind women. And just to create a relationship, mm. as Roz mentioned earlier, um, our relationship with our pelvis is probably the most important mm. relationship we can have because it feeds into everything. It feeds into the whole body. It feeds mm. into the chakras. Yeah. It feeds into your pituitary and pineal glands. So there's a whole world of whole body beingness that starts right there. Mm. I've, I've been saying a lot lately that our, our relationship with our genitals, men and women, is functional. It's yeah. not emotional. All we're concerned with is, is that everything works in the way that it should, which is purely function. And we need an emotional connection with our genitals. They need to be, there needs to be a genital heart connection yeah. before anything else can, can shift and move. And, we, and that's how we establish it, by yeah. going beyond function. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. 
So, yeah, the feedback will be good. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that next time. Yeah, absolutely. It's really exciting. Raz, what are you thinking about the Yoni Drawing experience? I'm really looking forward to it. That's, that's and? It. <laughs> <laughs> no, but looking forward to it because it's because for you, is, are you going to do it yourself? Well, I do look at my own at the moment, but... <laughs> at the moment right now? <laughs> no, I'm sitting on my hands right now because it's a really good way to ground when you're nervous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's, a, there's another really good way, Roz. <laughs> yes, John D., what is the other way? The other way? The other way. It's really simple, Roz. Just wherever you are, put your hands in your pants. Okay. And pleasure just makes everything feel so much better. <laughs> just yeah. to comfort. So yeah. I'll happily share the process that I teach because maybe it's going to be of, of help to some women. So firstly, find an anatomical diagram of a yoni. So every woman looks slightly different. And understand that the way your yoni looks is the way that you were made by nature. Mm. And it has nothing to do with what's gone up and what's come down. So it really is the only part of your body that does not change as you get older. So your yoni really is the fountain of youth. Mm. However, it does change as you interact with it. Yes. As you embrace, as you listen more, it's like ears grow. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, the relationship evolves the look. Yeah. So what you do with this is find an anatomical drawing just so that you can get in touch with all the parts of your yoni. And then you create a space for this as if you're going to greet someone really special, light some candles, maybe you want some incense, some flowers, some crystals, and sit with the mirror and you greet your yoni. So it's not only an anatomical exploration of what everything is and where it is, but how everything looks. And really greeting each part of your yoni, your outer lips, your inner lips, your clit. And it becomes an incredibly often emotional experience. And then just sit afterwards for a few minutes and be aware of the feelings that come up, of mm. the thoughts, the mm. sensations that you're experiencing. And very often women come in and the yoni start talking to them and they give them a name and it becomes this incredible connection that they have never in their lives had before and it's one of the most important things in owning your sexuality because what happens is we become so disconnected from our sexuality sure so when we're small every child spends lots of times with their hands in their pants and mommy and daddy says don't do that it's dirty it's nasty it's horrible you're going to go blind it's going to fall off and all sorts of things like that and then we have all sorts of funny words for our genitals that have nothing to do with the rest of our body. And then you start having periods, and often there's a lot of embarrassment around that. And do you get education for it or don't you? Did you get education for that? I actually don't remember. Okay. Rose, did you? Not that I remember. Okay. So you kind of left to figure stuff out on your own. Mm. And then something sexual starts happening. And it becomes about somebody else because he has to make you come and pleasure you. And then there's this whole mystery because if I'm sitting between your legs, I get to see everything, but you don't. And we become very separate from that. So it's a hugely important thing in owning yourself as a sexual being. Yeah, because otherwise you're relying on someone else's input or feedback to validate you. For sure. That's right. Or not. And depending on wherever they're at in their sexuality, mm. it's going to be your 
Yeah, and, and what happens if they don't? And oh. if you've had lousy sexual experiences, which the majority of women have, then it doesn't give you that of yourself. So this is a really beautiful exercise in um, connecting with that. So can I maybe contribute something to this day as a, as a homework story? Okay. Yes, but, but you don't have a vagina, but you, but you, you are the closest, I think, the person who's allowed, a man who's allowed to speak about vaginas because he has contributed so much to so many. Yes, Janti, what is so, the homework? So it's allowing your yoni to tell you her story. Mm. And the way that you do it is it's a writing exercise. So you sit with a pen and paper, you connect with your yoni, and you wait for her to talk to you. If after 10 minutes nothing happens, put the pen down and come back later or the next day. And when it comes or out... Or just start writing something like, Yoni, why aren't you talking to yeah. me? Because you might get yeah. out of your head space because it'll be a bit funny. And Absolutely. And, that's and a, something will start happening. Yeah, that's a great idea. And when it starts coming out, it can come out in this rush. It doesn't have to be kind of linear mm. in time terms. It can move all over the place from age 6 to 20 to 30. Um, often at the beginning, there's a lot of anger that comes out. When mm. you had sex when you didn't want to. Mm. When you had the kind of sex that you didn't want to. When you didn't ask for what you wanted. When you wanted to have pleasure and you didn't ask for it. And then at some point, your yoni starts to tell you what she wants. Mm -hmm. mm. And that's where it gets really, really interesting because sometimes that's really challenging. When the problem your body is when they won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a problem well, at all. I remember there are that so many exercise. things I could say to that, but I, for the no. sake, I'm going to keep quiet. If now. the only speaks, <laughs> if the only speaks, and not the mouth, that's fine. No. <laughs> I think that's not our problem with women or my yours. I remember, I remember that exercise in my healing journey. It was the one that actually the most that I remember the most. It was huge. Because I never thought that it should be acknowledged what she wanted. It's just a part of me. And if, you know, if I'm not getting what I want or if I'm not exactly there, it's great because I'm being obedient or dis or at least considerate or a pleaser or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my own interest. So it was a, it was a selfish thing to keep her shut up. You know, we always in the end, we work against ourselves. Yeah, it was a huge thing. So if you'd like to use it and if it fits. I will offer it then without a doubt. It becomes a beautiful – and it's yeah. an amazing process to come back to from time to time because we change. Mm. Experiences change us. Our sexuality changes. Life mm -hmm. changes us. Relationships change. Um, and to keep checking in with yourself. And I have to tell you, for the men listening to this, because when there's something about nude women's yoga, men are going to be listening. <laughs> they wish they could be there as a fly on the wall. Uh-huh. Absolutely. When are you going to do a mixed nude yoga class? I'm just looking now. I are see we? so many photos of mixed. It happens oh. around the world. It happens. Yeah. Are we ready for that, do you think? I don't know. Roz? <laughs> Roz, what do you think about that? I'm not ready for that, sir. You're not ready for Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe next year. I think okay. I would do it if I could partner up with a male co-host. A male teacher. Mm. Mm. Okay. Because I Didn't think you need both. Masculine and feminine energy mm -hmm. held yeah. in the room and yeah, yeah, and that might be worth so, looking into. Yeah. I know for a long time we've been talking about some, some partner yoga mm. and I think it's time to maybe do a little bit of experimentation with that. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really amazing in the context of, of healing and relationship stuff. Mm. I think so. 
But yeah, that, that exercise that I spoke about of the story of your yoni, it's exactly the same for men listening. Mm. And when I did it, it had enormous impact on, on me. So. Yeah, because there's a lot of social expectation about small penis, large penis. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, in the Greek gods, did you read that article? Yeah, I, I, I saw it, but I didn't read it. I didn't mm. kind of go it into it. basically w- said that men with smaller penises were the loyal, reliable, sort of um, emotionally calm and stable men. And so they were chosen for certain roles. And then the big penis men were the unstable, emotional, um, the chaotic uh, men. And I was okay. like, hmm, I wonder if that applies in real life, John. Oh. <laughs> huh. But that's mm. like, what was that? There was a long... A long time ago, there was this thing called phrenology, which was the science of bumps on the skull. So bumps on the skull could determine somebody's personality. And it it was kind of one of those things. So it's along the lines of if I put a blue dot and a green dot and a yellow dot in front of you and you pick the blue one, this is going to be your personality. Okay. I think we've got to take things with a little bit of a pinch of salt sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) My my take... Well, I think back to the point is that it's obviously going to be healing for men considering Mm. in society that there is, I think men go through probably as much as women do regarding Even more so Mm. because men don't talk about it. Mm. And that's what makes it even harder because it's so unacknowledged. And there's a lot I've been working with a lot of men lately and this phrase keeps coming up into my head of the silent shame Mm. that men carry because we're silent because we won't talk about it. Mm. We won't talk about those fears. I think women won't talk about it either. Like the cellulite and the bumps, which is yeah. why naked yoga became important. It was like to realize everyone's got bumps, maybe mm. some more in some places and less in others. But um, it's to open the conversation in a nonverbal way. Yeah. When you had the class last year, was there a range mm-hmm. of, of bodies? Oh, yeah. It wasn't just, let's say, good-looking people, for example. No, there were... You could see women who had had children. Mm. Um, there were different age range of women, um, probably from 30s to, I don't know how old the oldest one is. I don't want to offend her. <laughs> scratch, scratch. Um, but she's got two grown kids, so mm. somewhere in that age range. And such different bodies. Um, but all essentially living, breathing, pulsing, beautiful Bodies. Bodies. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it didn't matter, you know, the bumps and the this and the that and the poses accentuated some mm. and didn't accentuate others. And, you know, it was, it's about just coming out of yourself, like the, breaking the cocoon. And, and that's what happened. So I was really mm. excited that mm. women could transcend that shame. And the rest of your yoga practice, um, did it have any impact on that? Were there people who weren't willing to come and be with you as a teacher anymore because of this? Not that anyone told me. Okay. Um, we haven't had a drop-off in students as far as I've noticed, so no, okay. I don't think it had a negative impact. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It, it was a question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's something really um, real not to do meditation in nudity or, you know, something very still but yoga. You know, there's some discharge can come. You know, there's like the body is working. There's sweat. There's all kind of smells coming. It's really, really deep. Mm-hmm. Just to just to understand how your body works, because we don't even know when does our body really sweat or smell, or when do we get really horny and wet, and when do when don't. And many times it's either a physical state or a hormone state or just exercise. 
And we think, no, our body is neutral, it's sterilized, you know, it's, there's nothing happening unless I am in a position. There's something to be more in touch with nudity, especially in movement, dancing, yoga. Yeah, boobs bouncing. Boob bouncing. <laughs> your boobs are on your head when you turn around, you try to do things, you know, you get one boob just hitting your eye, you know, for the lucky <laughs> ones or for the more uh, mature ones. And it's not, it's, it's so much more real than just to sit and to, you know, tuck everything and not moving. So that's, mm -hmm. that's for me, that's really appealing to actually, I don't, I don't know when I last looked at my body while I was moving. We're all the time covered. Mm -hmm. All the time covered. Jonti's going to be in Mozambique, so he's going to be uncovered a little bit more, but it's winter, we're covered, we're not looking. It's interesting. There's a very interesting idea that um, somebody is doing overseas. Joseph Kramer is a top teacher, and he is doing stuff along the lines of what he's calling the yoga of sexuality, mm -hmm. which is actually self-pleasuring while you're moving. So it's taking the original term of yoga and not just the, the kind of expression of, of yoga as, a, as a, you know, a series of postures, but what a yoga really is. And... Um, it's fascinating to, to watch and actually to do some of these practices. You know why I think so. it's fascinating, John? Because I realize that my pleasure is conditioned to when I'm really focusing and really, you know, really want it to happen. And when it was conditioned also in the past, it was even worse. I needed to really be in a specific situation to climax and so on. And when you start having pleasure in different, in movement, I think it actually helps you to get so much more possibilities because mm. you're starting to get out of the patterning of the paradigms. Yeah. You don't think anymore that this specific posture is going to bring me to a climax. That's, that's how yeah. I do it. It's very much about expectation and presence in a way. Mm. So we have an expectation of how pleasure should be. And that just puts us in a pattern. And when you're doing something like this and being nude in a yoga studio, it's a huge shift. Um, it takes you out of that expectation where you can really start to feel what's happening, not what you think should be happening or what happened before. Yeah, without a doubt, it breaks down a lot of boundaries. And as, mm. as, as women connect with their yonis and start conversations and, and release the pelvic floor tension, then I do believe that she, each and every one of our yonis, starts to respond to what's going on around us. So if you're sitting next to someone who's horny, your yoni will pick that up. Mm, absolutely. It's got um, a great sort of third eye potential. Yeah, yeah. And so you might suddenly find that you're feeling a little bit horny. Meanwhile, you're reading the newspaper yeah. and you have no idea where that came but from. It's but it's communication. Yeah, on so many levels. That's why people put porn on, you know, to yeah. get turned on by something. So mm. if we're doing it naturally, just, you know, sharing mm. positive or... Human. Rose, you're very quiet there. I'm listening intensely. <laughs> okay. With your hands in your pants or are you still sitting on your hands? I'm sitting on your hands. Okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> you're just asking. But, alternating, Jyanti, yeah. alternating. And one of the biggest things that I think yoga does is it brings us into presence. Mm. And that is one of the single greatest gifts that we can give ourselves. Um and doing this new, it brings us much more into sensual presence. Yes, agreed. And I'd like to expand this a little bit. So tell me what you think about this, Roz, is that sensuality is how we experience the world. So we tend to think of sensuality as connected to sex. Like foreplay is sensual, sex isn't. 
kind of thing. Yep. And that's the context that we put it in. But when we are more in our sensuality, the fullness of that, our sight, our sound, our taste, our smell, and our awareness of ourselves, we're much more in the world as sensual beings. And the sex, yeah, and the it, sex kind of follows from that. That's right. We communicate verbally and through our body. Mm. Yeah. The, no, the next thing for me is um, a form of looking at the vulnerability within me. And embracing vulnerability helps you to be more compassionate with yourself and brings up um, sort of a desire for self-love. And when we feel that for ourselves, we hold space for our mate. And then we hold space to heal in a completely different way, in a safe way, because we feel better about ourselves, less disassociated with ourselves, and trust ourselves more to be able to not pick on them or be hard on them while they're trying to explore what we've just explored within ourselves. Mm. They don't feel safe enough to go there because nobody holds space for them to do that. What do you think about that idea? Well, I think um, the example of a butterfly in Brazil flapping its wings. Mm. So <laughs> by liberating, you know, speaking about myself, by liberating myself, I actually don't have the knowledge of how far-reaching that impact can be. Mm. And it's not to be arrogant and say, well, I'm all powerful. But I think the smallest things we can do to become embodied uh, will have impact yeah. all around. But we change Things in our world by changing ourselves. We heal our world by healing ourselves, by becoming more, by releasing more. You know, we did this show on Friday, and I got a phone call earlier from from somebody in London who was in tears on the phone at the impact that it had on her. And we have no idea. We sit in the studio in in Joburg. We do what we do, and the impact that goes out there is amazing. And it's such, it's so beautiful, and such an amazing honor to be able to share it. And the work that you do, because every single person who came into that class is part of a whole network of people. Mm. And whatever happened to them impacts on that network, on their families, on their friends, even if it's just opening an idea with somebody yeah. to question something within themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's hugely important. By loosening attention in the body through the neurogenic tumors, the TRE, it does bring a feeling of more presence, more connected to self. Hmm. And that's, that's all that healing is. It's about connection with the parts of ourselves that we've been disconnected from and allowed that connection. And then with another, with others, with life, with the world. But there's also an idea that the more we heal, the better our life is going to be. And I just want to like break that myth. Please do. <laughs> Please say it. Come on. The more we heal and, and get into ourselves and get aligned with the universe mm. and, and your God and whatever, doesn't mean that life's going to go any better. No. There's a great <laughs> test. Yeah. Right, carry on. It just means you've got better tools for when shit hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great teacher called Adyashanti. And when we talk, taught in Cape Town a few weeks ago on, on the venue, the wall of the venue, there's, there's one of their sayings, which is amazing. A, and I'm paraphrasing slightly that um, enlightenment is not about happiness. Yeah. It's about taking the illusions away to see more of what's real. Interesting. I'm going to have to think about that one. And that's that's the journey. 
that we don't necessarily become. It's not this, all of a sudden everything is kind of white robes and rainbows on the mountain. The stuff in your life happens, and sometimes it happens even more intensely because you feel more intensely and you're more open to it. But as Mm. you say, you have more tools to deal with it, and you see more purpose in it. You see more reason in it. You see more possibilities of growth, of connection with that, of maybe maybe keeping you in touch sometimes with being more humble, with being kinder, being more gentle, even to yourself, being more compassionate to yourself. Yeah. Well, that's where it starts, isn't it? Mm. And I think that's what most of the world needs because someone who kicks the dog is kicking themselves on a daily basis. So you can't tell them to stop kicking the dog. You have to tell them to stop kicking themselves. Absolutely. Where do people get more information about this event? It's on our website. Which is? Uh, www.indiyoga.coza. And it's on Facebook on our Indie Yoga page and all over. And we're almost fully booked for our Wednesday Women's Day. I think you should do another one. Well, we are thinking about it. We're going to schedule a Saturday afternoon um, follow-up. Wonderful. That's awesome. And after the event, we are definitely going to talk about this again and hopefully talk to some of, of the women who were there and the impact that it had on them. It's really beautiful. And maybe it's going to lead to something on a more regular basis, not just once a year. (laughs) <laughs> Which would be awesome We're going to create a girl. whole new career for You're that you, girl. Carrie yeah. I'll You're be that, that girl, girl. You're, that. You're already that girl That's And we're so really happy awesome. for you <laughs> So I just wish you all so much pleasure in every way with this um, It's really beautiful And Roz, thank you so much for talking with us Thank you, Janti Thank you, Carrie okay. Thanks, Roz See you next week Next week, yeah Really, really beautiful That really is so, please visit um, visit our website, www.eroslife.co.za. It's a whole new website. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, we've changed the retreat in Mozambique to Taoist Sexual Energy Massage. Very practical. You're going to learn to give and receive this massage. And every time you do, it balances your entire energy system. So it heals so much. There is nothing to do with sex. We're just using Sexual energy as a tool for this. And it's for singles and couples. And of course, there's the amazing dolphins, there's incredible food, the beautiful beaches. And it's a really, really beautiful experience. Lots of nakedness? Only in the workshop space. Oh, okay. Otherwise, everything else is just normal, normal. people doing normal <laughs> things. And an amazing sound journey with Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. So, Kerry, again, thank you for being with us. I'm sure it's going to be an absolutely amazing, amazing day. Yeah, thank you, Jonty, for hosting us. So we can talk about it. It's beautiful. It's so powerful and and so important. Pleasure. For me, it just makes a huge smile. There was somebody listening to the show, Jonty, last week, and she said, I can't take off the smile off my face. She says, it's just and also beats discussions, political discussions, hands on, but, um, but hands off. But the idea is that women, it makes them smile. It makes them understand there's more. So you are doing such important work. And John T is, you know, the fact he's encouraging more and more therapists, more and more practitioners to just do more things to encourage happiness. In, well, it's not happiness, but it's more, you know, consciousness and deeper, you know, deeper connection with yourself. It's beautiful. So we wish you all so much pleasure. Bye. This is CliffCentral.com.